0: saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately and he commanded that she be given something to eat. Our key verse, which again, we're not gonna understand it today and God willing, we'll understand it next week because there are scriptures the Lord want us to cover Proceeding uh, to verse 55, and the Lord has already spoken, and He's spoken for both services, and and I I believe that God is going to do some great things in our midst today. Thank you for the one and a half amens, but it's the truth, yes, amen. God's going to do some things today. Thank you, Ambassador. Then her spirit returned, the key verse, verse 55, and she arose immediately and he commanded that she be given something to eat. And so we're going to speak on this topic. Uh, He commanded her to be given something to eat and King James, it said he commanded her to be given meat. And um, it's, it's, it's a reason why he said that. Now, let me just say this. You did outstanding last Sunday in that second service in the Word. Yeah. Powerful. Powerful. It, I don't even have to say it, Pastor R. Jackson. Wednesday was outstanding. Yeah. Teaching. Teaching. And so let me just give you a clue. We've been getting some meat around here. Amen. We ain't been getting no cheesecake. Come on, somebody. I don't like it unless it's free anyway. Reverend Mass, if you would pray over God's word. God, we love you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you for this yielded vessel, God, that you have bragged on repeatedly. And God, for those that wasn't here in the f- prayer, you said to open our ears to hear, and you repeated it, God. We want to hear. We want to be a doer of the word as well. Not only a hearer, God, but we want to receive it into our spirit and go forward in your kingdom. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Clap your hands you've been seated. So we want to go to verse forty, and we want to start there, and we will proceed from there. And we, I, I won't do a lot of a review because there, there's a place uh, we're going to do our best to get there. If if it's the Lord's will, it's amazing how we're still here in the same area, and we'll talk about some of the same things because God has not finished what he desired to do and I miss. I, I God brought it to my mind. I think it was this morning or even yesterday on Monday night when the prophetess had got up and she asked those if if you was if you still had some sickness or illness going on in your body to take your hand and put your hand wherever that sickness is and I looked around on Monday and there was a lot of people that stood and there's a lot of people that put their hands in different places and so the Lord said Sunday they, they they all have not been healed the key is today is what the Lord already said it's that you you got to not only hear the word but you must be a doer of the word with a sincere heart. And and I and I tell you there's some people that will just hold it back. We we want to do it our way. We want to come to God on our own terms. But friend, if you want to do it your way, then you need to go to Burger King to get something to eat. But if you do it God's way, God's word will never fail. Somebody say Amen. So Luke chapter 8 and verse 40, and I don't like Burger King. That chicken fries ain't that good. Um, Verse 40, so it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him. Now, I want to ask this question. How many is welcoming the Lord in this place today? How many really saying, God, you're welcome in this place today? Hallelujah. How many say, God, you're welcome in my life today? Ah, he's welcome in the house of the living God today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That that says something to the Lord, God. You are welcome here. You can have the liberty to do whatever you desire to do in our midst. We're not going to be like the people that came after the Lord done a miracle. They asked him to leave. God, we're not asking you to leave. We welcome you here in the house of the living God. Hallelujah. And how many know that he's here? For the Bible said, for they were all waiting for him. How many is anticipating God doing something miraculous in your life? How many have expectation in the house of the living God? I feel the Holy Ghost. How many made up in their minds and said, I can't wait to get to the house of, of the living God today? Woo, I feel the Holy Ghost. If you have expectation, you will not be disappointed in the house of the living God today. And so that statement within itself is a powerful statement. The Bible said, and behold, there came a man named Jairus. He was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet, and he begged him to come to his house. I know we have heard this for the last couple of weeks, but I'm going to say it again. It's symbolic of worship. When he fell down at his feet, his posture, his demeanor, his nonverbal, when, he, when they fall at someone's feet, it is a sign of acknowledging to that person, you are superior to me. You are greater than I. I am submitted to you. You have authority over me. You have jurisdiction in my life. And notice he, he bent down to the lowest part of the Lord to make sure that he humbled himself in the presence of God Almighty. And so he came and he worshiped. Now watch this here. At the same time, he's worshiping by his posture, by his demeanor. He's bringing his supplication. He's bringing His need to the Lord. He's worshiping and acknowledging. And at the same time, he's saying, God, I need your help. What would God do in this place before we bring our need to him? If we can do at the same time and him, you are superior. You have authority. You have jurisdiction. You have all power. You can do all things. At the same time, you're giving God your need. Oh, yeah, I feel a little tight in the house today. But I'm going to preach anyhow. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to back up. There will be miracles that happen in the house of the living God today. Woo. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. In the Old Testament, somebody asked, I think it was Gideon them and prior to this. I, mean, maybe I don't know who it was, but they asked a the question. Where are the miracles? Where are the miracles? Somebody saying that in their spirit. I'm glad you're here today. Because you're going to see some miracles in the house of the living God. He's still a miracle worker. Oh no, you don't hear me today. Cancer can't stop God. Oh, no, you don't hear me in the house of the living God. It doesn't matter what it is. The enemy has lied long enough, man. I'm trying not to to chase this rabbit. He has lied to us. Someone said the ailment, the ailment is still there. If you apply the word of God today, you can say, okay, it was there. But God's going to take care of everything. I wanted you have any believers in the house. I told you I had that problem with my gum and, and, and my teeth and all that stuff. Homeboy been eating pretty good. And I didn't go to the doctor friend, and I don't give credit to anything else. I said, God, you are able, and I'm bringing my need to you. It was there for about a week, but it ain't there anymore. You know why? He is a healer. That cheesecake was so good, I had to eat when the power went off yesterday. Couldn't let that stuff melt in the refrigerator. You can be seated in Jesus' name. I didn't even ask my wife if she wanted any. I just let her stay in another room. Behold, there came a man named Jairus, and we just read that, and um, he 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 was a ruler of the synagogues. We're not going to expound on that. He fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to the house. In another translation, said that he beseeched him; he prayed to him. He intrigued. He gave supplication. He brought his petition to the Lord. For he had an only daughter, about 12 years of age, and she was dying. Friend, that was a, that was a serious situation. But as he went, the multitude thrown him. Now, remember what we said about the word throne. They encircled him. They was all around him. And so as Jairus was leading the disciples, and the disciples was in front of the Lord Jesus, he had a small uh, path, a small pathway to walk in because they thrown him. They surrounded him. That's going to be significant a little bit later on. Now, a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years, who has spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. What a bad situation to be in. Unless you know, friend, that money can't buy everything. There's only some things that God Almighty can do. And I bet you if we was able to talk to that woman, she'll be thankful that her money can buy her healing. She'll be thankful that because of her sickness, she had an encounter with Almighty God. There are just some things God's not going to let the doctors do. You better hear me in the Holy Ghost because God desires for you to know that there is nobody like him. She spent all she had, and they could not heal her. The Bible said in verse 44, she came from behind and touched the border of his garment. Now, I'm telling you, you got to go find that uh, Pastor Hillebrand had talked about it. Pastor R. Jackson had talked about it, that that border. And the significance of that border, and how at times some of them they enlarged their borders, and, and 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 I want you to understand the border was was down on the ground. I, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Is she then try to touch any other part
1: of his body? She aimed for the border,
0: and, and that's going to be significant. She aimed for the border, and she, she touched the border of his garment, and what's that word? Uh-huh, some, some of y'all asleep. You ain't got the big Bible up here and stuff. And, and what? Her flow of blood stopped. Now, we're going to go back and we're going to read this again, and we're going to try to move forward. In Mark chapter 5, same story, but in Mark chapter 5, verse 25, and uh, Sister Melanie's going to help me. Elder was ready to help me last week, and we never got to the scriptures, did we, Elder? That's all right. When, when I get back on Wednesdays, you're going to wish we still were having these times. You're going to be reading till the cows come home. <laughs> Mark 5 and verse 25.
1: Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better but rather grew worse.
0: What a bad situation. One physician to another. Now, I just want to say this. If you go to Dr. Reverend Trini, a Dr. Reverend R. Jackson, they're going to be able to cure you. One way or another. So, so we're not talking about those physicians that are here. Did I say that right? (laughs) So, they rather grew worse. I guarantee this lady had hope every time she went to a physician. And then the outcome, it, it just got worse. And so, let's pick it up in verse 27.
1: When she heard about Jesus. Okay, let's
0: stop right there. Now, I know you heard this, but I'm going to say it again. When she heard the noise, the sound of a report or a rumor or a testimony that was uttered by a living voice concerning Jesus Christ, when she heard, when she gave audience to that sound, to that noise, and she came to know and came to understand that Jesus can do anything, that Jesus can do what the physicians cannot do. Jesus can do what my money cannot get for me. Jesus can do what everybody else said cannot happen. She came to know and she came to understand that. I wonder, do we have anybody that believe that in the house of the living God today? Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I wonder that anybody can say he can handle it. Can He can handle it. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Don't hear when she heard, when she gave audience to to the noise, to the sound of the rumor of the report of the testimony about Jesus. She came to know and she came to understand. And when she understood, she began to let faith build on the inside of her because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of the Lord, I feel like God wants to build some faith in the house of the living God. Oh man, I feel God in here. I feel like God wants to build some faith in the house. Somebody got to say on the inside, God, I believe your word. It doesn't matter what I see with my eyes, uh, what I hear with my ears, uh, what I feel in my body. Uh, I know, God, that you are able. Woo, I feel God. Let me say to the spirit world, whatever they give to God today, God can handle it. Oh, man, 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 man. We're going to push a little bit farther. Now watch this here. Let's keep reading that. When she heard about Jesus.
1: She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Uh-huh. For she said, "For for she
0: said, wait wait a minute. What what did she say, Sister Melon?
1: If only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well."
0: I, I said, "What?
1: Be made well."
0: So I want to tell you, after she heard, and after she understood, after she came to know, before she ever touched him physically, she touched him in her mind. She touched him in her spirit. She said, if I just touched the hem of his garment, I shall, somebody say shall, yeah. I shall be made whole. Before she ever moved towards him, she had already touched him uh, in her mind. I want to know if somebody already have made up their mind. You already touched God in your mind. Oh, you don't hear me. Before you bring your petition to the Lord, you got to touch him in your mind before you reach out your hands. Friend, when, when I left the house last Sunday... I laid hands on my my gums and all that stuff. Look, and I paid a lot of money to get these teeth fixed. And I just said, God, I may have some discomfort, but I know you're going to touch me. I said, I'm going to respond to the very word that I'm preaching. It would have been easy to call Dr. Root and out of her pastoral role and say, Doc, Prescribe me some drugs. <laughs> but I said, No, I'm not going to pick up the phone. I'm going to call on the name of the Lord God Almighty. He always answered a call. Come on, somebody. Oh, man. I know that's where we need to go. Now, watch this here. Read that next scripture. She already had faith. She touched him in her mind before she touched him physically. Watch this here.
1: Immediately, the fountain of her blood was dried up. When? Immediately.
0: Okay. Immediately. Watch this here.
1: And she felt in her body.
0: She, She did what? Felt in her body. I, hey, I know I said it last week, and I'm gonna say it again today that you're gonna feel in your body. Just like I can go like this, I don't feel anything. When it was still hurting, I was trying to go out the door, and my wife said, Boy, give me a kiss. And she grabbed me. I go, ay, 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 ay. She said, Oh, you're speaking in tongues is that good. <laughs> she said, I always thought I was a hot mama. <laughs> I told her, I said, Girl, you, I go, you kill killing me. What, what are you doing? Then she went in her doctor mode. Oh, my goodness. I can't tell her if I'm going through anything. She don't tell me. I don't tell her. She went in her doctor mode. You need some warm water and salt. There's bacteria in there. I think, oh. She'll wait two more hours, and she'll just bring it up again. I know some of you, I better quit. She felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Somebody's going to feel something different in their body today. So let's go back to Luke chapter 8. We're leading up to something. Brother Uriah, if you go ahead and put that, that robe on. Y'all probably wonder what he's doing with the robe. Pastor Sandoval told him, son, you need to come dressing in a robe in church and everything. So let's pick it up here. Same story. Back in, in where we originally came from. Verse 45. So <clears throat> When she touched him, immediately her flow of blood was stopped. And Jesus said, "Who touched me?" Question mark. When all denied it, everyone denied it. So he must have asked this question with some type of authority. Something jolted him. Something got his attention. All these people around, and he turned and looked at him. Who touched me? And they all denied it. Or they all started lying on each other. It was him. It wasn't me. And so when they all denied it, <laughs> they said, Master, the multitude thrown you, they encircled you, and they pressed you. In other words, they squeeze up against you and bump up against you. And you say, who touched me? So you you have to understand by reading the scriptures before we break down the word touch, that he cannot be talking about this type of touch because that was happening. So he was talking about some other type of touch. But Jesus said, somebody touched me. For I proceed, in other words, I absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt that power, dunamis, strength, ability, virtue, wonder-working power, miracle-working power has gone out from me. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so, well, we have to understand, what does this word touch me? Go ahead and let, let's go down there. Uh, disciple, you're going to lead Jesus. We already know Jesus was olive skin, olive skin color. Hey, Jesus. Anybody hungry? Let's get some fish. Let's see you multiply and stuff. <laughs> I heard it say tilapia. <laughs> so the word touch, it, it, the word touch means to attach oneself, to adhere. To adhere means to a cell. You, you're going to do it with, with, with vigor. You're going to stay attached. It, it means to stick fast, to cleave, to cling to hold closely or firmly. So it's obvious with this meaning of the word, somebody touch me, it's more than just a regular touch. Now, he's gonna be leading him, and he's walking in. Now notice, you have to go back and listen to about the border. When uh, the woman made up her mind, I want you to notice something when she was coming up behind him if she would have grabbed him here while he's moving while he's stopped It's like you're running from your dad when you're getting a whooping <laughs> you do whoop him you don't we need to talk about this <laughs> there needs to be some discipline in your house so if he grab him this way, keep, just, just walk. And so he's going to grab him it'll do a little joke. But it's not going to get him off balance. She went for the border. And so when she went to grab him while he's walking, Why he's walking faster than that, Why he's walking like, like he stole something, She went to grab him while he's walking. (laughs) While he's walking the other way. (laughs) Keep up with the, uh, the disciple there. Now notice, she had to attach herself. So somehow she had to get in position and grab him low. So while his momentum is going this way, She grabbed him low, down where his feet is at. And that jolted him, threw him off balance, and pulled something out of him. I want to know, is there anybody going to pull something out of the Lord today when you touch him? Oh, come on, somebody. You can only touch him with your words, but you can't touch him with your mouth closed. Ooh. Thank you, Jesus. 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 <laughs> your son's a good Jesus. I hope he's good at home. I know he is. You can be sitting. So she, she, he, she touched him. And the Lord said, this is different than, than anything else. I want you to understand. I'm going to show you some other things in the word of God about this word touch. So you understand what he meant by it. Let's go to first Corinthians chapter seven,
1: verse one and verse two.
0: Whenever you rest, it's about
1: Now concerning the things of which you wrote to me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman.
0: Oh, okay. Now, that word touch, it, it means it is good for a man not to attach himself to a cell, to adhere, to clean, to cleave to hold firmly, to hold closely. Same meaning. It is good for a man not to touch a woman. Look at the next verse.
1: Nevertheless, because of sexual immortality, let each man have his own wife and let each woman have her own husband.
0: Now, let me go ahead and just jump off track a little bit. And so even... uh, Let's talk about how we greet one another. Now, especially in the world in the society we live in right now, when, when ladies and ladies and men and men, it's nasty, it's wrong. I don't care if it's on live stream. We'll love you, but we'll pray that spirit out of you. That is a spirit. <coughs> Nobody wants to say amen. They're already they probably putting something on YouTube. It's offensive. It's the word of God. So if when 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 let me use the lady first, if we're greeting one another, if if a lady is greeting a lady, or a man is greeting a man, now brother brother, you, you what's you got you like to Stand up, stand up, brother means. Now, there's times I come in and greet I may shake hands, and we will embrace. Brace, and we're letting go. They make any sense? Bowing up. He tried to bow up for me, but I bowed <laughs> up for him. <laughs> so this is the way. And even ladies, we have to be careful when we go to greet. Uh, you you don't a, a touch in the wrong way can ignite some things. Oh boy, I'm gonna get in trouble. So if if we was embracing and it's gonna embrace, now unless we're praying with each other, and I just held him like this, he's a brother, he's fully man, I'm fully man, but there may be somebody come in that may not be fully man. You know what I'm saying? I'll be taking let me go. So you better back up. So if a man go and greet a lady, it should be only shaking hands down. The bishop can get away with a few things. You can be seated. That some of you can My My elders and stuff, the is going to hug them. But when I go to hug them, it's going to be like this. C- come on, stand. Up. See? She <laughs> already messed up my jaw, man. It should be... side hug and make any sense all right now I'm just I'm just doing a little pastoring right now because the influx is coming in but I don't I don't want you to do it with with uh I I don't want you to do it amongst yourself. just be careful when we're praying with people you got to be very careful when we're praying with people now I'll get up, i pray, I'll let them know when I'm going to lay hands on them. I don't rub them. I don't rub them on their back. I don't rub them on their head. I don't mess up their hair and stuff. We got to be careful. Biblically, we got to do it the right way. So here it is, he said, it's not good for a man to touch a woman. That don't mean, it don't mean a just regular touch. It means attach, embrace, and hold because it may ignite something. And now it could be girl with girl. Nasty. Not only nasty, but mat nasty. So, so we got to love them. We do love them. As yes, I wouldn't be saying this. Because everyone else want to compromise. Our government says all right. Supreme Court says all right to have same-sex marriages. No, not, not in this house. If we love them, we're going to tell them the truth. I done got off track. God created male and female. Oh, man. Okay, we, we need to, let's look at something else on touching. Let me see. Oh, Jesus. Uh, 2 Corinthians 6 and 17.
1: Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, Ah. and I will receive you.
0: Same thing. Don't cleave to what is unclean. Don't embrace what is is unclean. Don't attach yourself to it. Don't pull it closely to you. Don't hold tight on to it. And so some of us even in here, you feel like I'm mature enough. I can handle this. The word of the Lord said, don't touch what is unclean. And I will receive you. And there's a lot of things in the world that's unclean. This last one we're going to look at and we're going to move a little bit far because we're going to need to pray because somebody's going to touch God today. It doesn't matter what you have, what need it is, you can touch God with that need. I'm going to show you through the word of the Lord. Now, let's go here real quick. Let's go to uh, uh, Colossians 2 and verse 21. I think that's what I gave you.
1: Do not touch, do not taste, do not handle.
0: Oh man, if we had time, watch this next verse.
1: Which all which all concerns things which perish with the using according to the commandments and doctrines of men.
0: So he said, Do not touch, do not clean, do not hang on to the things according to the doctrines of men. And and these things, it, it says that it, it perish. You know, when you use this thing, it'll cause you to perish. He said, don't cling to it. Don't hang on to the doctrine of man's or the things of man. So this word, when Jesus said, who touched me, he said, who attached itself? who cleaned unto me, who is sticking fast to me, who is holding me firm, who is bringing me close. So this lady, she touched him and she pulled him. And she held on to him. Today, when somebody comes before the Lord, you can't touch him physically. But with the words of your lips, you can touch God today. You may say, well, Bishop, you don't know what I'm going through. You can touch God today. You don't know my struggles. You can touch God today. You don't know my financial need. You can touch God today. You don't know my battles. You can touch God today. You don't know the circumstance. You can touch God today. Real quick, Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through 30. All right, 1130, we'll start praying. Even if I'm not done, you'll start praying at 1130. Mark chapter 7, verse 24.
1: From there he arose and went to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and wanted no one to know it, but he could not be hidden.
0: He didn't want anyone to know, (laughs) but he could not be hidden. And I'm telling you, Jesus is in the house, and he cannot be hid. We'll keep going, because I started preaching there. But let's go a little farther.
1: For a woman whose young daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him. Oh, she what? Heard about him. Say it again. Heard about him. And
0: so she she gave audience. I'm going to say it again. To the noise, the sound of a rumor, testimony, report. By a living voice about Jesus, she came to know and understood that he can do anything. And even though she was a Gentile, because of what she heard, she had faith. And her faith said, I'm going to him and he's going to meet my need. Man, I feel God. Faith is talking right now. Somebody got to have a made-up mind. When altar call come, I'm coming to you, and I know you're going to do what I need you to do. Let's go a little farther.
1: And she came and fell at his feet.
0: There it is. I don't know how to explain that. She worshiped. She worshiped at his feet. She fell at his feet. Jairus fell at his feet. The woman that came from behind reached down at his feet. There's something about acknowledging God for who he is. I believe this is the reason why a lot of people don't see great things done. Because we don't put God in the place where he belongs. I want to say it again. God can do anything. There's no God like our God. God has all power. There's no problem too hard for God. I feel this in the Holy Ghost right now. I, I, hey, let me just say what I feel. I don't care how many times, man, I feel God. I don't care how many times you say, God, I want to conceive today. The doctors have tried everything, but today... Today, you already made up your mind. Today, when you bring it to God, God's going to remember you. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost, and God's going to let you conceive. Man, I feel God. It's time for somebody to give a testimony of the power of God. Mm. Woo! Let's finish reading this story. We got to get somewhere. And no matter what happened, we are having second service. Because she has a word. And we go along, we just won't have no no no, no singing or anything like that. Oh, we're going to sing one song. Watch this here.
1: The woman was a Greek, a Syro-Phoenician by birth. Uh-huh. And she kept asking him to cast the demon out of her daughter. She
0: was at his feet, asking him. She was worshiping and bringing her petition at the same time. Watch this here.
1: But Jesus said to her, let the children be filled first, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And she answered and said to him, yes, Lord. Yet even the little dogs under the table eat from the children's crumbs. Hmm. Then he said to her, for this saying. For this what? Saying. Say it again. For this saying.
0: Say it one more time.
1: For this saying. For,
0: so, for the saying that came off of her lips, she touched God with her words. She attached herself with the words that came out. Of her mouth, you may give them bread, but I'll be under the table to get the crumbs that fall. We don't have to have the bread; just give us a little, and it'll be all right. The Lord said,
1: "For this saying, what else? Go your way." The demon has gone out of your daughter. Oh, man. Why? Because
0: of what came out of her mouth. Something going to have to come out of your mouth today. Something you're going to have to do it God's way. I don't get people that have knees and stuff. And God lay out his word. And we just want to hold back. Well, that's not me. That's not my personality. That is so Interesting. Because outside the church, you're loud. You're doing everything. But when it comes to God, you want to be reserved. God said, be reserved and keep your sickness, keep your problems, keep your dilemma. But obey the word of God and lift your voice. And you'll know there's no one like our God. All right, we're getting ready to wind down. Whoever's strumming can come and sit, and I'll let you know when to play. Watch this here. Let's keep going.
1: And when she had come to her house, she found the demon had gone out. What?
0: The demon was gone. Watch, no one had to go and lay hands. She touched him. Watch this here.
1: And her daughter lying on the bed.
0: <laughs> the daughter said, now I'm going to chill out. I've been possessed all this time, acting crazy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna relax. Her mom probably started praying the demon come back and stuff. I don't know. I'll just pick it. So now here's the part I really want you to catch. Go to Hebrews chapter four and verse fourteen. Oh Jesus. We will skip some stuff. Hebrews four and fourteen. If you're there, say amen. If you're not, you'll catch up with us. Verse 14, seeing then that we have a great high priest, understand, you call him a great high priest. Watch the word in here. Who has passed through the heavens. Then they let us know who that great high priest is. Jesus The Son of God, or the flesh of God, or the plan of God. Let us hold fast our confession. I think it's profession in King James, but let us hold fast our confidence. I used to always wonder why this was worded like that. And so we we gotta equate this back to the old testament. The the high priest. Once a year on behalf of the people and himself will go into the holy place and he would do it on our behalf to cover our sins and if he had any sins to cover his and if for some reason he'd done wrong, he wouldn't survive or the Lord would allow him to enter that holy place. So he said, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. The heavens is equivalent to the holy place, the expansion above the earth, the place where the spiritual activities and the presence of God is manifest. Then it tells us who the high priest is. Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our confession that we have a high priest that's in the presence of God that is speaking on our behalf. Anytime we pray or bring our petition and we do it in the name of Jesus, he is there. Representing you and I. I'm going to explain this a little bit more. Let us hold fast our confession. It's the reason. Look at the next scripture. Oh, man, it's hard not to get ahead. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize. In King James, he said, a high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities in the New King James with our weakness but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin God the spirit cannot understand what we go through as flesh but his flesh side can sympathize and can be touched by everything that we go through. Oh, we're going somewhere. We we are going somewhere. So let's go to Hebrews real quick. Five, we're in Hebrews. Five, verse one and two. Stay with me. I'm saying all this because there's not one thing that any person that's going through in this place that you cannot touch God with today. No, the spirit don't understand. That's the reason why he became a man. So whenever we come to him, whatever we bring to him, he said, hey, the spirit don't understand him, but let me step in the side of the son of God and I can relate to that. The devil is a liar. He said, God don't know. God don't understand. Uh, Oh, yes, he do. Let's read this real quick. Sister Marilyn, Hebrews 5, verse 1 and 2.
1: For every high priest taken from among men is appointed for men. Taken
0: from among who? Men. Oh, so the high priest is taken from among men. Well, he couldn't be the high priest until he became. Man, So God became man, and the spirit side took his flesh side out from among man and made him the high priest. Now tell me what other God can do that? Buddha can't do it. Mohammed can't do it. There is no God. Like our God, man. I am. Let me say this: Why I'm here. People that's caught up on the Trinity, they say God sent His Son. What type of God would send somebody else to go through something? He sent Himself. Yes. Yes, and he, oh man, let's read this here. Let's read this. Go a little bit farther.
1: Is appointed for men in things pertaining to God. So
0: as a high priest, he he was appointed for men for things pertaining to God. Watch this here.
1: That he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins.
0: (laughs) So we have a high priest that can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Now, Philippians, real quick, chapter 2, verse 5 through 10. Let me go ahead and read this for time's sake. We're getting somewhere. Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it to be robbery, to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And so he allowed himself to be in subjection to his own creation. It wasn't another God. It was God. But in order to understand you and I, he became a man. He knew about being weary. The Bible said, and he got weary and set dust on the well. He knew about being hungry. The Bible said he was hungry. He knew about not having a place to lay his head. He knew about having a shortage of food. He know about being in a storm. Right. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. He know about people lying on him, talking about him, abusing him. Yes, sir. So there is nothing that you bring to the Lord that you can't connect with him today. But you got to connect with him. Here we go. We're finna land this plane. Watch this here. For there is First Timothy 2, 2 and 5 says here, There is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man, Christ Jesus. So whatever you bring to him, the Lord is going to step out of rose and step in another. You're praying to Almighty God, but you're praying in Jesus' name. And the Lord, the Spirit said, "I, I don't understand this. And so the Spirit said, let me step in the role of the Son of God, in the role of the flesh. And so when they hear it, the fleshly part of God can tell the spirit part of God, and he can understand we have a great high priest. Now, you're going to say, Bishop, it don't make any sense. Watch this here. So as Bishop, I'm the overseer of of pastors. I don't pastor a church. overseer, and so if they bring me a situation as a pastor in the role of a bishop, I may not see it that way, but when I take myself out of the office of a bishop and put myself in the office of a pastor, I can relate to what they're saying, I can understand what they're going through. Somebody need to hear me in the Holy Ghost. So when you come to the Lord today, the spirit may not understand it. And the Lord take himself out of the spirit part and put himself in the role of the high priest, which is appointed for man in the things pertaining to God, which went into the holy place on our behalf. And so there he's represented to himself. One side of himself represent to the other side of himself. So this side of him can understand. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. This is, oh man. So you can touch him today. Let's close out Hebrews 14, a four. Verse 14, I believe. You go ahead and start strumming. Watch this here. Seeing then, we have a great high priest. He still fulfilled the role of the high priest, my friend. That's why, whatsoever you do in word or deed, do it in the name. Oh man. And then when we do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, say we're giving glory and honor to God. See, and then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, son of God, let us hold fast our confession. I'm holding it fast. Jesus, I'm going to touch you today, and you're going to intercede on my behalf, and you're going to allow your spirit side to do a work on my behalf. Watch this here. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness. In other words, cannot be touched with our weakness. He can be touched with whatever it is that you're going through, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sins. I can go through the word of God and show you situations he was in and he allowed himself to be in those situations. So when you come to him, he can relate to you. Watch this here. Watch this here. You're watching, man. Let us, let us, let us, therefore, come. How? How are we going to come? So I mean we're coming in confidence? We're coming with assurance. We're coming with trust. Let us come. Somebody's gonna have to come boldly today. If you're coming limping, you limp boldly. If you can barely move, you move boldly. It doesn't matter what it is that you have today, you can touch God. And I and listen, I'm not exempting anybody. I, I, I don't know. I'm not picking on anyone, but let me say it. some some people say, Well. I just have matured to the place where I just don't have to do that, everybody else do. And, and when you leave, you leave with the same thing that you came with. You haven't gone to the place where you can't just disregard the word of God. I know you may get mad at Bishop. You ought to be thankful that I love you enough to tell you the truth of God's word. We're not trying to keep you on the pews just to get your tithe and offering, friend. You got to make it to the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen. Anybody want to make it to the kingdom of God? You want to make it to the kingdom of God being whole? Or you want to go in the kingdom of God being lame a limp or something missing? I want to have everything making it to the kingdom of God. Well, you go ahead and stand. You already stand Let's come boldly to the throne of grace, to the throne of grace, to the throne of favor, to the throne of divine influence, that we may attain, embrace, receive mercy, receive compassion. Remember we read in Hebrews that since he was taken from man and he was appointed, you know, for man in the things pertaining to to the things of God, I don't think I read all that scripture. It says that He can have compassion on us; that word mercy means compassion. He'll understand us, sympathize with us, and then when He sympathizes with us, He'll find we'll find grace, we'll find favor, we'll find influence to help in a time a name the scripture is always taken out of the content whosoever call on the name of the Lord whoever invokes declare speak out the name of the Lord and what's the Lord's name and you can do it for healing. You can do it that he aids you. You can do it that God helped you. You can do it asking God to help you make a right decision. It doesn't matter. Whosoever invoked the name of the Lord shall be saved. That means deliver, set free, heal, may whole, whatever God needs to do. So I want to know in the house today. Is there anybody that's willing and that's going to come with expectation? That's willing to touch him with the fruit of your lips? But while you're coming, your mind has to be already made up. God is going to do it.